Welcome to the Provoking Dialogue Podcast. I am your host, Shaquan, a.k.a. Naturally Shaq, here with my co-host. Remy. Uh, a.k.a. Remy. A.k.a. I got jelly beans in my lap, but I'm still Remy. Jelly beans? A.k.a. What? these I jelly beans can be good when I'm done, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm going to just stop right there. I want to get to your jelly beans. <laughs> Well, as you guys can probably tell by the title of this episode, this is going to be a little bit more personal um, than our last episode. Um, And basically, this is my story with R. Kelly. Um, So just to start (laughs) off. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You you didn't warn me that one, bro. You said what? <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Uh, my headset fell off on that one. Okay, yeah. I'm, that's all I joke. What? <laughs> I said that's all I was going to do. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Okay, we can choose to either keep that you or You threw or me later. all the way off with that? Like, what? <laughs> what do you think I was talking about? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a title, not an intro. <laughs> I say I will say something at the beginning about R. Kelly. Oh, I missed that because of the title. I completely missed okay. that thought. Do you, man? I'm, I'm going back to my jelly beans, man. Okay, okay. So we can choose the, that part out or not. <laughs> um. Okay. So, anyways, um, yeah. So if you're listening, I don't even know how to bounce back from that. Hey, actually. man, I, that was a good one. I'll tell you that though. <laughs> That was a good one. I knew I was going to be sweating this episode, but <laughs> that instantly shot me to 100. <laughs> but no, that's, those are all lies, lies, that's lies. Ooh, but anyways, as you guys could probably tell from the title episode, though, this will be more so about my personal journey in terms of um, understanding my identity and kind of like, you know, sharing my own experience with that. So... Um. I don't I, man, I don't even know what to say no more. Just <laughs> You know, just... gotta start off with a shocker. <laughs> oh well you did that, my nigga. You did that. <laughs> don't worry. You still got my support, but it would have been from a distance, my nigga. <laughs> so I just wanna put out a reminder Ooh. and a disclaimer, just as in the previous episode. Um we are not experts in any way to talk about any of this type of... We're not experts in literally anything. No. So, we are just speaking I'm, I'm about... I'm only ex- an expert in Remy. That's it. <laughs> right. That's it. So, we are just speaking through our own experiences and our own thoughts and conversations. And again, like I said, this is just a vulnerable moment for us to kind of be sharing this conversation with the public. As this is just, like I said, a conversation between two brothers. Um, so just keep that in mind and please give us grace as we discuss these topics. Um, and that's also said, make sure you guys do listen to the first episode before listening to this one. Like I said, this, these two episodes are basically in support. I said a prime month specifically since these are coming out in June and they do correlate with one another. So I would encourage you guys to listen to the episode previous before listening to this one. And then to kind of start off that conversation from my past uh, last episode, yeah. I do also want to give some clarity um, because like I said when me and Remy was talking after we stopped the recording, um, we did want to just kind of yeah. get an, a little bit clear. Additional dialogue, I guess. Yes, yeah, additional dialogue in terms of like when we're speaking about identity per se, kind of with Remy had questions like, well, is it basically trying to like either like what exactly it, is it if yeah. it already exists yeah, and it's yeah. not. That, so it's like that, that was pretty much like my point of saying like all right I was well I was coming from this I'm coming from the stance of like word association etymology and linguistics and whatnot so I'm like we we have words for this that already exist and that conversation ended up leading towards where it's like yeah it's not necessarily to replace then when he said that I was like yo that's a huge factor in in what we said I wish we would have said that while we were recording. Yeah, so I did want to start off by saying that, like, basically, in terms of identity, mm-hmm. it's especially with sexual orientation, it's not to replace anything. It's honestly just 
identifying what already exists. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, well, like I said, there's already terminology. There's words here like kind of that can express what's already happening. It's like, well, if you want to define what that said experience is or define that identity, these are terminologies for that. Just like, so like for a heterosexual, that is the experience or attraction between people having attraction from the opposite sex. That's, That's the identity, heterosexual or straight. So that's what I'm saying. These things already exist. Um, they just I said the terminology to identify what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, on my end, I don't have a disclaimer, but one, and it is uh, I don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's really in this, in this episode specifically. This episode, since it's going to be more uh, personally related or associated, I should say. My conversation, everything that I'm pretty much going to say is in regards to I am talking to my brother, like just a regular conversation. So at this point in my head, everybody else is just a speaker. This is just me and my brother talking. That's that's all I can give y'all. Outside of that, uh, yeah, don't don't at me at all about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so we're hoping in this episode, I said I can talk about a bit of my experience. And then, I, like I said, also like having Remy kind of speak through his perspective on things and kind of in and out. I think for the both of us, we just end like, man, like we have a lot more questions for each other that we wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about in the last episode. And I think as we have more conversation in this episode too, there's still going to be a lot of questions and, and things that may come out. So we do want to kind of really give ourselves time to really speak about that. So towards the end of this episode, again, like I said, the typical provoking thought type of segment we're going to leave that just to kind of have more questions and ask each other stuff um, around the topic itself. Yeah. So, <clears throat> without further ado, um, <sighs> yes. <Boy. laughs> Lord, how Jesus. how should I how should I start this? Oh man, it's in, it's in your court now. <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, I'll start off by saying, I guess essentially, like what this is sometimes. I guess the terminology that's used with this is essentially like what is coming out or coming out essentially is what is seen as mm-hmm. um, basically expressing whether it's to the public or to like individuals close to you, whoever the case may be of like your said identity outside of being straight, essentially. Um, yeah. So for me, myself, and I often hear a lot of times that, well, like, oh, you chose this or like, you know, you can't be born with this or something oh, like that. right, right, right. right. And I think for me, and I think that's always been like essential. Just like growing up, sometimes it would very much confuse me how you would hear stuff like that. Mm. But like for me, since the moment I ever started to have the typical age of like attraction of like, oh, I like girls and stuff like that. For mm. me, I've always knew something was different about me just because of the fact that I had attraction to both, and then. That confused me. I think for me, I think I told, well, you already know this, but like, right. I, to my earliest knowledge for me, it was like third grade is when I really started to be like, oh, like, you know, girlfriends, this and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And at that same moment, I knew there was some type of attraction to like guys and stuff like that, but I didn't know what that was. I'm like, okay, this is weird or I don't know how to really describe it. Well, okay, that's interesting. Um, but like, okay, this is what's typically like said, girl, girlfriends and stuff like that. Right. Is what's the normal. Right. So I think it didn't I didn't pay attention too much to it. It was like in the back of my mind. But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's just something. I don't know what it is, but you know, just carry on as usual. But I think even at that younger age, it did start to become more clear, like as you know, this is what normal kids are. This is the normal is to have, like I said, attraction to the opposite sex. But it's like what you're that said attraction to have the, towards the same sex is gay and that's bad and that's like and i said i do, i say this a lot because this is like my through my experience when i talk about religion mm-hmm. i'm not saying religion is bad or anything like that i'm just saying mm-hmm. a lot of my my issues with my identity as we talked about in the previous episode within the black community religion is at the top priority so yeah. a lot of what is talked about or what happens a lot of times within the black community at least that I experience 
was related to religion. And I wouldn't say religion is bad. I think how people weaponize religion is more so what I'm talking about. Right. And so it, I'm not talking about religion itself. Because like I said, I, I love God. And I said, that's my that's been my foundation even to keep right. me through all, all, all of ours, to be honest. <laughs> right. So it's nothing against religion. But I just feel like how people have utilized and weaponized religion has been a big struggle for me growing up and understanding my identity. Um, so with that, like I said, it was something that's always been in the back of my mind, but I said, I pushed to the side because I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, they always talk about like, oh, this is, this could be a phase or something like that. Right, it's like, right, well, right. gay is bad. Gay is going to Like, that's all was in my head. It was like, okay, yeah. this is bad. I should not be feeling anything like this. <laughs> like, so in my head, I'm like, okay, it made me just keep pushing it back to the back of my head and I like, pray everything should be good. So this is me as like a third grader. Like, so this is the early, my early acknowledgement of any of this, at least at the moment has been third that's the earliest i can i can think back for myself it's third grade okay so, so just imagine okay. i don't know what what age is that in third grade oh i'm the wrong person to ask for that <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue. I, I don't know i mean i probably would know thinking about it but no i, I don't, don't I, I don't it's care probably like, so that's think. what pre-teens third grade no, I don't know. That's I'm, I'm so off for age as well. Like, I have no idea. Um, preteen middle school. Because high school is ninth grade. So everything in middle school. Because that's right out of elementary, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so eight to nine. Eight to nine years old is the third grade. Word. <clears throat> yep. Hmm. So imagine an eight to nine year old. Under, like I said, trying, they realize like this is something they're experiencing and don't know what to do because essentially what they're experiencing mm-hmm. is told to them that that's bad. They're told them you're going to go to hell to think about that. So it's like for right. me, I kept that, I tried to push it as far back as I could to the back of my mind. And because that our family was religious, like so our granddad was a pastor. Well, so we was like <laughs> we was like the church family as well. Right. It was something to like I I was aware of, but I didn't want to look more into. I mean because it, I knew at that age, I'm going based off what you're saying, and then just me thinking about the core of things, like at that age, like what kid is gonna like you're still growing into self. Yeah. So what kid at that age is ready to go to war with religion <laughs> and your family? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, fam. Like even even without if that was me, like on if I was just to switch, you know, shoes and situation. Though all of my examples are um, ridiculous. Here's another one. Um, let, let's just say that that was flipped for like sickle cell or something, right? Mm, yeah. I'm not going to war with religion and my family at a young age <laughs> in regards to sickle cell. If that's, you know, being used in that way, like how you said yeah. being weaponized or whatever. Yeah. Nah, fam. I'll go to the hospital <laughs> 122 times until <laughs> I get 21. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm solid and really, uh, ready to speak out on how I've been feeling. But mm-hmm. that's the critical moment as as well. But I'm gonna let you finish your story. Yeah. So this basing off of that, and then I think there was a point. So for me too, I wasn't like I struggled to just like honestly loving myself or said this feeling uncomfortable with myself in general. Um, because I was a chubbier kid and stuff like that. So it did make me sometimes feel uncomfortable. Like, you know, most people, at least my friends, stuff like that, they all were smaller, like, oh, that's the typical, that's the was the norm. So I think for myself and also even though it was playful, I think internally sometimes too, like, oh, the chubby one or being husky or being solid. Oh, yeah. Even though I, I knew it was never meant to be malicious. negative. It was nothing malicious. Yeah. I think it, it, it internalized and like reinforced, like, okay, Shaquan, you are bigger or like you are definitely different. So I did got, that was one part that I did struggle with too, just personally. Right, right. Um, just my own self-love for that. And I think as I got older, that was the piece. And then to combine that with the fact of like also realizing I have this interesting or confusing identity and attraction. Right. Put that all together at a very young age. 
I did and not know in what a to black do. family. And being in a black family. Because you know black. We're roasting you no matter what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And also, so. like, that, to that point, it was never that severe in terms of, like, the solidity. But it was in something internalized to me, like, even still today to some extent. Like, I'm not... It doesn't bother me. Like, I'm very, I'm very confident in who I am. But I've never been a fit person. I've never been athletic. That has never been me. So, like, I come to understand that now. But as a child, mm. I didn't really get that. And that's something I attack myself for mm. um and i think there was even a point where mom might remember this or not but i even remember like i really would hate myself so much mm. to probably remember this one moment i was like mom i think she heard me crying in the shower and i was like one i'm like i'm confused i don't know what i'm doing and i said i'm again my head i'm like i'm going to hell because like these thoughts keep coming to my head i don't know what to do i've been trying to pray and stuff like that and trying to be like this good good kid and i'm like all of this doesn't mean anything and then i'm so like in my head i'm like i'm fat i'm ugly and then right. i think mama heard me crying in the shower and i said i don't remember what what age or grade i was in too but it couldn't be far from third wipe grade wipe your eyes mama i already know you crying <laughs> go ahead wipe your eyes mama Chukon got teary eyes too don't worry two of y'all <laughs> but she heard me crying and stuff like that and then i didn't know she heard me then <laughs> when i got the shower she was like what's going on what's wrong with you i'm like nothing nothing's wrong with me and then, like, she would not, like, you like, something's wrong with you. Like, why, why are we crying? And something like, oh, no. nothing is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then she's like, well, and it's like, this is nothing against mom. But like, well, I'm going to give you something to cry about if you don't tell me what's going on. <laughs> bro, I'm like, that I'm is like, a black <laughs> thing for sure, bro. Let me give you something <laughs> to cry like, about. Right. So I'm like, okay. So, like, in my head, I didn't tell her exactly what was going on. At that time, like, too, I think dad was away from the military. So I did kind of connect it to like, well, I really miss dad or something like that. And so it's not that I didn't miss dad being there, but it was just, it was I didn't know what else to tell moment. It was the best excuse I can think of. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I do miss my dad, but I'm like, it's not, but that's not the reason why I'm crying. But I'm like, I can't tell her this. So that's the next best thing I can think of. Um, and I think throughout my time as growing up, those feelings never really went away for me. And it did cause a lot of, like, anxiety, even depression for myself. Like, to be honest, I feel like I've had depression, anxiety since I probably was in the third or fourth grade. Um, because I've oh, always since had... then. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I, I, like, I just remember at a very young age, I just never... I felt miserable being myself. I just internally... I said, luckily... I mean, I'm not saying luckily, but I have a, a good job of, like, not showing that, I guess, to people. Because, like, you guys obviously didn't know. But, like internally oh my gosh i was ripping myself up to shreds and i said this is something i've been i was doing at a very young i started doing at a very young age and to the point i literally hated myself i i did not somebody didn't even want to look at myself in the mirror because i was just disgusted with myself Mm. um so like that i I can i can relate i can't feel what you felt then but i can mm. relate because i felt my darkest moment was when I was going through sickle cell and whatnot before I had an understanding of what was what with me. Yeah. Nigga, what? Every, <laughs> you can ask mom and dad, every crisis, I probably asked God, like crying in tears, why me, why me? Aloud, in, yeah, the, in yeah, the hospital, yeah, at yeah. home. So it got mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, bro, this is stupid. I, I don't care. Like, who wants to just live with something that you have no control over and it's pain yeah. at, the, at the same time? So yeah. I can relate to that. Plus, you're the only person, and it's like, nigga, yeah. nobody in here, nobody else <laughs> yeah. gets sick of seeing this exactly. family. Like my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, and that's so exactly like, what I, I would. I would ask myself like, why, why me? Like, why is this happening to me? So like, I would try to like, how to say, like, pray the gay way. I would do that so much, <laughs> so much. I'm like, this I takes just, us away. Like, I just don't. I'm going to hell. I'm like, I'm a disappointment to my family. I'm a disgrace. Like, I'm. A, I feel like I, I literally felt like an abomination to exist. Mm. Cause I'm like at this point I, I I couldn't control what I was already feeling, so it's like the only other way is that I should not exist there. I should not exist on this earth because I I am I'm, what am I worth? And I got to the point to like you know what is my value here on earth is like like I I I, I didn't understand that. Right at that and point like, you're not you're not being young too. You you're not seeing life further mm-hmm. on. You're just experiencing yeah. it for what it is. As you're yeah. still learning, so it's like, bro, that nothing matters right now. Yeah, and I said that was it was at one point <laughs> I did 
consider committing suicide where where I, I like I went into the kitchen. I think nobody was home at the time. I and I did. I grabbed I've the knife and put it in the basement. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where anybody was. But I remember specifically going to the kitchen. It was like dim lighting and I was just miserable. And I said I was crying and stuff like that and I got a knife and I put it through my throat, but I couldn't do it. Mm. Well, so, well, well, what was your I'm gonna save my questions. I'm gonna try to save my questions. I mean, you can ask questions. I said, like, you know, but I just couldn't do it. I just, I didn't, I just couldn't do it. Why? I just, I just couldn't inflict that type of pain on my own self. I just mm. couldn't do that. Like, like I pit it to my neck. Like I pit the knife right. Like the blade of the knife, it touched my neck, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. What was your thought? afterwards to change your mind it wasn't really like a thought to change my mind but just like i don't know how how to i don't know what to do next so like even though i decided not to mm. i also didn't know what else to do and i think mm. after that point for myself okay. to be completely honest this is something that had went on i think from i don't remember how early but i know up until probably as an adult, like when uh, maybe like 2018 or 2017, I will often ask God to sometimes I already know I, not wake up. <laughs> no, like, no, I would. I would say, no, I, I right. would, I would sometimes wish that I didn't wake up the next day. Like, that was a constant thought in my head. Right. For a long, 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 long time. Is that sad? I said, I couldn't do it myself. Mm-hmm. I was sometimes so like, you know what? I would like somehow just pray tonight. I will like, you know, I would repent at night to, you know, try to go to heaven and stuff like that. I would repent at night <laughs> right, and right. hope in the morning that I would be dead. I I, I get that. It, it's not me laughing. Of course, you know this. It's not me laughing at you. It's more so me laughing at the similarities behind anything, which I mm-hmm. think also comes from my daddy. That's a separate story. Yeah. Is yeah, I I got to that point as well. I don't, I don't know what it was. I had came home from Academy of Flint. I don't know where y'all was either, but yeah, it was one of those things where I was just on the toilet. I was not using the toilet. I want to make sure of that. But yeah, I was just crying like, bro, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this. I can already tell that I was about to get sick again. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this. But that that's why I said I already know what you was about to say because that was the same thought for me i was like bro just let one of them heavy ones hit me yeah yeah no seriously <laughs> and take me yeah. out while i'm up there in the hospital that mm-hmm. that way i know i'm already surrounded by people and professionals yep. and whatnot to where it's like all right cool so the, that That'll be- that turned into though i'm not i'm not that way now but that turned into why the one thing the one way that i want to go you know how people say oh if i was to go how would you want to go yeah be sleep no, that turned same. into that from that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, or even I something like even being in a car. Like if like I like to listen to some <laughs> this is stuff that would go through my head as a kid. I just remember like even sometimes being in a car, I'm like, you know, I would just close my eyes sometimes and just be like, you know what? If I was in a car accident or something like that, like say I, you know how like we go to sleep, let's mm-hmm. say if we're on a road somewhere for something for a long time, I would just be in the back seat just hoping that when I woke up I was in there. And it got to a point, I'm pretty sure you remember this, is when like I did, I think towards middle school or high school, I think it was more so in high school, is when then I, to like numb the thought sometimes, mm-hmm. is when I did turn to like smoking weed and drinking. And it That's got okay. to a point for me where it was, even though I said I was young, mm-hmm. I definitely was like, to numb the pain, I would try to get as high as often as much as possible, just to like, just to not feel anything. I like I I just like I just search for that feeling of numbness. Mm-hmm. Just so I just don't feel anything. And the only way I feel like I kind of got out of that is honestly through some of my friends. Cause I think I would sometimes go to school mm-hmm. and then they was like, Shaquan, you just act differently. Like I was just a lot of times I just be sleep. I really got to a point where I really don't care. Like I like I know I say that now, like to point I don't right, right. I don't care about like, you know, BS or like, you know, right. drama and all of that. But then it was like, I literally didn't care about anything. Like, I just had no real feelings. Like, you know, I'm a very nonchalant person. 
and like you know i'm laid back but i kind of took it to the extreme to the point where like i I just didn't care about literally anything and i'm pretty sure even at that time like even towards like my family and parents and stuff like even probably even with y'all i was somewhat distant to a lot of people because i just didn't i just didn't care and like i remember just like just smoking so much to the point i remember one time i think even smoked aluminum foil because that's what I'm saying. And no, not on purpose, but like they will, we will. I would um create like water wait, bombs. Wait, 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 what lane we talking when you say aluminum foil? Like aluminum foil by accident. But like, let me finish what I was about to say. <laughs> you'll, you'll get what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. But go like, man, like you. So, so I was young. I'm a kid. I don't right. have like I said. First off, weed isn't legal, and like I said, I didn't have anything. I wasn't going to the store to buy like um um a black amount or whatever to put weed right. in. Right. So if I would get weed. The easiest thing for me to do is to get a water. You make a water bomb, which oh, okay. just requires a water bottle and aluminum foil. Gotcha. And like I said, sometimes I realized that I would smoke the weed all the way out, but I would still think there was weed. Like, I, I was almost like a crackhead, like, to be completely that's honest. Was, yeah, that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's mm-hmm. like, I would try to smoke it so much, even somebody even realized I smoked all the weed, but I'm up here still trying to light this bong, and I'm up here... I'm inhaling aluminum foil at this point because I don't smoke all the weed, but I'm still up here trying to get that numbness, get that feeling because I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It got to that point of severity for me. And I said, I think until some of my friends kind of sat me down when I was in school, like, you are not like, this is completely right. like, you're not the same. I think that's when I was aware of it. I wasn't aware of it then. And that helped me kind of I, mean, I still smoked here and there, but it, I did not do it as much at that point um, after kind of having that sit down with some of my friends. So you, okay, I'm just going by from what, what you're saying. So you had care for, after after a while of not caring for anything, you had care for those words from those closest to you. Yeah, yeah. Cause like I said, I didn't. It was hard for me to care for myself. So I guess to see or hear from other people how like they cared about me, and then like, oh well, I guess for them to say that, and like I wasn't realizing what I was doing to myself. Right, right. Like I said, right. I was just trying to self care, like you know, do my own thing to meditate myself. Right. And which we I wasn't doing it. Pro- just numbing, really. But exactly, just numbing. Mm-hmm. And I, said, I didn't really realize what I was doing until they kind of told me, like, oh, Shaquan, like, you know, you are like. You're tra- like you're doing bad. What you're doing right now is not good for you. And I said I I didn't realize that at the time. Cause I was just trying to just self medicate to get out of what I was already feeling. Mm, gotcha. No, yeah. Uh, I I didn't. I don't see none of that. I don't. I don't see none of that as well. Um, what you saying? Um, though some might might notice you being distant or whatnot. Me and your relationship. Like it was, it's close, but it's like we yeah. also we have we have a clear relationship on both sides of yeah, the scale. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, we're close in these things, we're distance in these things, but yeah, we still yeah. know that it's one and the same. Like a hundred percent here, and it's a hundred percent here. It's no misconstrued either way. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I never, I never noticed that. But then, but now that I mean, nobody did really. Like I said, I think the only yeah. people that probably knew was kind of my friends and that. Like I. I mean, at least we'll have more open conversations. Even though, like, we are a very close family, there's probably a certain level of conversation I didn't have with, with like, my family, per se. Like, right. you know, even, like, you know, whether it was relationships and stuff like that or people who I liked and all of that, I never really had those conversations with family before. I only really had that with my friends. Did, I, was like, did, our, did our sister know? Like, from what you're saying, from me not having that understanding, yeah. would she have that understanding? Yes and no. Um, at the time, like everybody didn't know every time I smoked. I mean, people knew I smoked and people knew I drank, but how often? I feel like probably my friends probably only really knew. Okay, now that, that that's what I was that's what I was getting at. I'm like, okay, for your friends to tell you that, I'm like the only other person that I could think of to draw a relation is the in between. Yeah, I'm like, all yeah. right, so did Sherry didn't know, or did our sister know, or whatever. Yeah, so, so people knew okay. I did stuff, but. How often that would be the only thing, and people knew like, like so when I would drink something, I would drink a lot because I really would black out, and like people knew that yeah, about me. That, that was another. Part. I feel like I was also yeah. like a 
I would say like a, I would say not a stereotype, but like a thing that was connected to me. It's yeah. like when Shaquan drinks, yeah. Shaquan yeah. is going to be crazy. He's going to pass out somewhere. That was the typical thing. So like that, that was also a form, like both I was self-medicating with weed the same time when I did have access to alcohol, I would drink a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> yeah. you now that so, the, the second one I was able to identify because yeah. I've had jokes and whatnot <laughs> with you about that one before. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I can see that one. And I, but I always, I always viewed it as, all right, well, they're getting older. Like I know yeah. I'm the oldest, but looking at y'all do things and know that the world may have its own critiques or and not even mm-hmm. just the world but then those closest to you may have its own critiques yeah. in my head i'm like all right well whatever it is i know for a fact that my siblings are mentally strong enough to get through it because i don't identify none of us as yeah. quitters so yeah. even to hear you say your quit story but you yeah. couldn't do it yeah. I'm like, all right, well, glad I was right at, yeah. at the very yeah. least. But to identify with that, yeah, I, I, I never, I never, I, I never noticed that. I just took it as, all right, they're getting older. So I'm going to hear a lot of other things that I probably don't want to hear. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. So it's like, it's stuff that people knew, but you never, like, so you never really know what people are dealing yeah, with. Yeah, you don't no. know what you don't know. Like, so from the outside, it looks like, oh, he's young, he's a teenager, he's growing up. Like, oh, this is what typically happens, like, at that age. But I said, I didn't let, nobody knew nothing I was going. Like I said, I, I, I guess I did a really good job at, like, you know, blood. keeping myself to, like, presenting myself a certain type of way. But it's internally, Shaquan was going through some shit. Like, I, uh, like, it is, yeah. I, it, it was, I was very mentally dark, um, mentally. Um, and I think up until that point, so then I say, you know, now I'm graduating high school and all that, and I'm going into college. You know, things that for me, I even think, I think once I went to college, I had the thought like, oh, like this could, this is the age to explore yourself and all that type of stuff. Like that came to mind coming, this could be opportunity for me to kind of figure that out. Mm. But the same way, like this reinforcing like i just hear the back of my head like you're going to hell you're going to hell. like yeah. that's all it was the back of my mind it's like you're going to hell and that really scared me i just didn't want to have any interactions with anybody and i think that happened even more so towards the end of my high school time like years as well like you know i did have like a you know, little like high school right. little relationships here and there but like i got to a point where i just felt like if I was to be in a serious relationship with somebody and I knew I had these thoughts, I felt like I would be lying to them. Like, I felt like how they hear like, oh, Facts. these DL people and like, you know, they going to get, they get married and do all of this and they're behind and doing something else. Mm-hmm. That was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, like all I knew was straight or gay. So I'm like, if I'm in a relationship with a girl and I like guys, I must be gay. So that means I can't really be in a relationship with them. So it's like, it really confused me. I didn't know how to even be in a relationship at that point. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Cause like, obviously I do have attractions, but I'm like, well, I like guys. So that makes, that makes me automatically like any, how do you used to say with like, with black people, like any drop of black blood, you automatically black oh. like, in slavery. That's how I thought about okay. it with gayness. It was yeah. like, well, if there was any inkling of you having an attraction to a guy, you are automatically gay. So it's like, I don't know what to do. I can't, I, I can't right, be in a relationship right, with anybody. Right. Because I can't be in a relationship with the girl because I can't let them fully know that I also have attraction to guys. And I can't be <laughs> do anything or have any, don't even attempt to explore any other sexuality because I'm going to go to hell. So I would just stuck. Right, right. And I think that's when more for me formed about like how I mentioned before, like asexualness about just not having attraction to anything yeah. or like anyone. I think that's kind of where that kind of like rooted from for me. It was basically a tourist, the end of my like senior the, in high the, the school. The best neutral ground for you. It was the best. That's the best thing I could do at that point. So up until then, all the way up until like after graduating college for a good amount, I just didn't have attractions to anybody. I'm like, it's best for me at this point to just don't have, don't, don't, you can't do relationships. And I got to think like, I would never be in a relationship with somebody. And that's why I used to say like, yeah, I probably would never be in a relationship until I'm like 50 something years. I would be joking about it. But, like, at the same time, I was kind of serious. I'm like, I just don't know how this can work for me. Like, this doesn't make sense. You did always say that. (laughs) I never believed it, though. 
Nope. I, I never believed that. That was whatsoever. kind of the reason why. Because I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. So I'm like, I obviously like I said, I can't kill myself, so I can't do that. Nope. I'm gonna say just keep wishing I don't wake up the next morning and basically just not be in a relationship until I die. So it's like I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's basically what I right, right, that was right, my resorts right, for right, myself. Right. Um, and I even remember in college, I did try to get therapy because at that point, I was trying to get therapy more so, well, t- for two reasons. One is I realized I did have like test anxiety and that was something else I kind of realized yeah, I always I mean, had, but I didn't, that, Yeah, it was something I always had growing up. But I didn't really realize it. I'm like, oh, wait, I always do take a little bit longer to take my test. But like back in school, the teacher was just very like accommodating and would let me finish up. But I went to college, like they ain't play that. Right. So I had to realize like what's going on. And like my mentors are like, you might need to get tested to see if you have test anxiety. In order to do that, you have to get counseling. So when I signed up to get like a counselor and get therapy, um, I did like they have like, you know, uh, a pamphlet, well not a pamphlet, like an application ask, you know, like what are the reasons why you're trying to get therapy and all of that. So like, of course, one was like about the test, but I did put in there as well about like, you know, I'm trying to understand my identity, identity, and like thoughts of suicide and all of that. Mm. And it was so messed up because Wait, you I told did... them that as well. Yeah, you have to put oh, that in the okay, application. Okay, got you, got and you, got I, you. that was my attempt of like trying to be truthful with myself and try to figure. Right. That was my first attempt at trying to figure myself out. I was keeping say. it real, keeping it real. Like you know what, nobody knows me. I'm talking to a therapist. This is all confidential. Right. So you know what, I'm just gonna put everything out here and then see what happens. I put that on the application and then I get a therapist. This therapist, he just said, this is on-campus therapy. Mm-hmm. And my therapist, he's an older black man. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst therapists I ever got in my life. Okay. Um, and so I do, I, I'll say this. I definitely do encourage therapy because I do believe it does help. But mm-hmm. also you have to be mindful that you need to find a therapist that actually can help you. That's fitting for you. That's fitting for you. That's and... I said, on my application, I put thoughts of suicide, I put sexuality, all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ain't talking about none of it. He, like, he like just glanced over it, just dismissed it, and only would talk about... What he talked about was only about, like, stuff about my tests. And he like, oh, you, do you have some type of aggression? What he said, like, towards... Um, do you have some issues with... I think it was more so, like, with my safety. Like, there's some fireness in you. It was some BS, to be completely honest. Oh, and I'm like, like... A statement like that? Wait, was he sassy when he said that? <laughs> no, he wasn't sassy. I think he was saying he could... No, it was... He sent some anger. But okay. he didn't know where to place it at. So he was asked, like, what are you angry about? And I'm like... Cause like, I felt like I wasn't angry, but he said he sensed there's... I guess in the conversation I would have with them, he sensed there was angerness behind it. And he was trying to figure out what was the root from that. So, mm-hmm. like, we would have conversations and it would really Bash. not go anywhere. Wow. And I just gave up. I'm like, okay, well, that was my attempt. I went to a therapist. I went to a therapist. He glanced right over like something I was really hoping to actually talk about, but he never mentioned it, so it never got attention. Well, well wait, well, what was your response to that then? Um, I think at the time I was trying to figure that out. Um, I think. I think also I was talking about like myself. Like I just don't. I really don't remember. I think I would probably feel like either between myself and I think also at that time too, just having support. So I think like probably like mm. between like family and religion a bit. But I'll probably say I'll probably identify more with the family piece. I did remember talking like we we're very close, but I think because I never felt comfortable talking to you guys about it, that's something I kind of like internalized too kind of like oh i just don't feel i would be supportive if i did have this conversation so i think at the same time there probably was some angerness towards that because i just felt like as close as we were as families i think it was not really like more so the same i think more so with parents mm-hmm. it was like i don't think i could ever i think in my head I, I could never tell this to my mom and dad so what is it was it more so anger at not knowing if you could have that conversation or was it more so anger in the thought that was already planted of i cannot bring this oh yeah it was just it was pretty much like i'm pretty sure this is is, there's no way (laughs) there was no way you it was already concrete it was already it was very concrete like in my head i was like this is probably something i would never explore and figure out about myself and i'll probably be taking this to my grave yeah that's heavy so 
that's what I'm like, this is all me growing up mentally, all this type of stuff. And I feel like it became a breaking point when I, yeah, I was on my own. Saying. When I finally went on my own, like I said, I graduated, I was living out in Detroit and stuff like that. And that's when like depression, anxiety, all of that just came like rushing at me all at once to the point where there would be literally weeks and sometimes even months. I barely would even take a shower. I would barely even eat. I primarily lived on the floor of my apartment. Detroit? Mm-hmm. I said, y'all probably would never knew that because the only time I would get myself together is when y'all would come to visit and I'll get myself together. But other than that, I would come home from work. I'll go on the floor and I would just lay there miserable or mm-hmm. either watch TV and I would just sit there. I didn't have a social life. I didn't have anything. I, I would go here and there with people. Cause I went. Um, um, I did the AmeriCorp. So some people I met through there, I would hang out briefly here and, and like in points like that. But other than that, I really did not interact with anybody. I just stayed to myself. I would go home and just lay there. I like, like I didn't sit, know what to do. Sit and soak, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think how they used to say like the just. When people talk about like, oh, not showering, that level state of depression of like not showering and all of that. No, that's true. It's to just kind of just that's sometimes true. just know it happens just to know that you're alive. Okay, that's how much I just felt like so depressed and I like I didn't want to be here. And I think unconsciously, the thought of just like, I can smell myself so I know I'm alive. Yeah, subconsciously, I'm, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. me not taking a shower, I know I probably do smell, but... I know I'm alive because literally most days out of the week, I like I said, it was it was hard for me to eat. And I would go to work sometimes. I'm I'm hoping no one never smelled me or no, no one ever said anything to me, at least. But I would not shower sometimes for almost like a week or two and be wearing I'll just switch out clothes. Like I wear like I wear a hoodie. Most of the time I wear a hoodie, some um some my jeans, and I'll just switch my underwear and my t shirt underneath, and that would be it. Hmm. But I wouldn't take a shower. I wa- like I'll put water on my face, and that and that would be it. Okay. See. All right. So I, there's still more. There's still more to this because there is a specific portion where I I am going to have actual input. But as me listening, I don't. How can I? I I don't really have. Um. You know how the TV shows or whatnot, like somebody say something that they've been going through and it's like, everybody is in shock. Like, oh my yeah. God. Boo hoos and breakdowns and whatnot. As the receiver. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't, I don't have that because everything that you're saying, I can relate to it. Yeah. Like way more than you would believe. Yeah. So you sharing these, um, moments and understandings for yourself brings light to what I'm able to share to y'all now. Yeah. Because there there are layers to whether it's just me being the big brother or me just having sickle cell. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate with what you're saying. So I don't have a, a specific oh my god, what the hell shock. Like, really nigga? Mm-hmm. Like, why you didn't blah, 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 blah? Yeah. I don't have any of that. I understand what you're saying and how how all of it felt. Not yeah. what you felt, but I can relate because those emotions of depression and stress and anxiety and stuff we hold in, all of that builds up. And the way I talk now in regards to energy and whatnot, mm. all of that made that. Yeah. So I can yeah. understand what you're saying. I, I'm not really shocked, like I like I said. The people that I feel might be the most shocked might be mom or dad or whatever. Yeah. Wipe your eyes, mama. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't, I don't, I'm not shocked uh, about any of it at all. And I can share more experiences to to, exactly to the reason why, but I don't want to take away from you sharing your, your experience. Oh, yeah. I, I have my own portion here I see coming up, so. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that. It, it, no, if yeah. anything, if anything, if I'm not shocked and saddened by it, 
I mean, yeah, it's the goal is not to be. You I'm, shouldn't be Shaq. That's that's right. not like. A, but as as a as a close relative, as a sibling, mm-hmm. that emotion, that connection is there. So it's like, yeah. all right, bro, like wear something net. Yeah, I'm more happy than anything if everything that you're saying is how you truly felt 100% through all, which I don't doubt at all, by the way. Mm. But I'm more just happy just hearing it and seeing the results of yeah. what's what. So yeah. you being able to come out and, and share what's going on, how you feel about it, despite you trying to fight back tears or not. Because yeah. either way, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, I'm trying to fight back tears too. <laughs> we do it through <laughs> laughter. So yeah. I understand that. So yeah, I'm not sad at all by it. No. So, so yeah, I'll say that was probably like my lowest breaking point when it got to that point of my my level of depression, and that's when like I know something has to happen because mm-hmm. I feel like Hey man, let it out. It's better to help those that's hearing it than for us to hold on to it. Just made that post yesterday too. That's crazy. What would, what would our end days look like to know that we held on to so much when we had so much to give? Get up there and God be like, bro, I gave you one job. And they, <laughs> all you had to do was just tell them what you was going through. Yeah. And you're like, all right, guys, send me back down. I'm like, no, nigga, you already been on seven tries. You never <laughs> even knew that you had seven different lives. So it's all good. Go, hey, it's supposed to come out. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was definitely for me. Definitely like, yeah, my breaking point for myself. God, this is, I just knew if I, if I didn't make some type of change, or if I didn't like change how my mindset, how things were just going for me, I just, I don't think I would, I would be here today. I just, it just, it would not have happened because it's like the more I try to suppress, it like say it just, it never went away. And if nope. anything, it just intensified as I got older. It weighs so heavier like, and heavier. It yep. is weighs heavier and heavier. It's like you never really know what people go through. Nah, and and see some, some with that. That this is crazy. I I literally just made this post, if not last night and earlier today. But something else that comes with that is, life is gonna automatically give you your hurdles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Period. Like you getting them. Don't don't even worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you getting your own sets of hurdles. But then to understand, like we had this in the we had this discussion. I think as one of the episodes, yeah, our own walls and hurdles that we put. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, really? <laughs> you sitting nope. there staring at yo wall? <laughs> you put it there, sir. Yeah, <laughs> made and manufactured by a you. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I said, like could I have opened up and talked more about it? Like I said I probably could have, and I said probably would have helped out. Cause like I said. You talk about it as well, like said, so you got, like figuring out yourself with sick, uh, sickle cell and stuff like that, like, and a lot of what you experience with sickle cell, like in terms of your anxiety and depression, yeah. says sounds like said we've had conversation. <laughs> it's very similar to like the depression right. anxiety that I experienced is dealing with this, and say it could have been a way we could have supported each other, but at that time, like said, growing up, I didn't feel comfortable sharing this with literally anybody. Like no, y'all, my best friends, nobody. I didn't feel comfortable sharing this with nobody because first of all, I didn't even love myself. So it's like, if I don't love myself, I don't even know what's going on. How, yeah. I, what what can I do to like, I don't know what, what, what can I do? And it, so and like, it's such a, and this is one of the like top of the top, most yeah. rejected things. Oh yeah. yeah. Period. And I think that's what scared me the most <laughs> was like, as so like at a certain point, once I finally came to like, you know, I didn't end up coming out to my best friend about it. And she helped me out quite a bit. And that kind of, like, gave me the confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, to now, like, okay, I opened up to somebody. So it was like, I got to win. Like, it felt like I got the support now. So <laughs> right, I'm like, okay. Right. Facts. This wasn't as big of a deal or made. Well, yep. it wasn't. I can release some of this pressure now. So, like, at least now I at least got this one person. He was and able like, to know, turn that valve just enough to right, know that. Enough. Like, oh, it worked. <laughs> right. There we go. That's what it was. It was like, like you always like I always wanted to like share this with like people at least closest to me. Yeah. But like I said, the thought of like risking our relationship or the thought to be like rejected from like people closest to me was like I it wasn't something I was gonna I was willing to risk, especially growing up. I think 
even for it came to a point where like I had to I think also that's kind of what pushed me a bit to become more independent mm-hmm. because I knew if there was ever a point that I would even decided to come out or to kind of like as they say like live in my truth mm-hmm. I would have to be I would say like successful but like I would have to be very confident and comfortable in my way of living because I like I said there's the thing about coming out or said like you know sharing with the world your identity that's other than straight because it is so much rejected it's like you're going to experience the loss like that's what is going to happen whether you like you like it or not what typically happens nine times out of ten is you're going to experience a loss whether that is relationships you have with people friends or family that could be your job and i know that even at this very point there's probably still i would now be looked at to a lot of people as like the gay one like that's not good. That's like I'm a sock people, in your mouth. You say it to me, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm pretty sure all that people would have known me for it. It doesn't even matter what I accomplish in my life. Yeah, Shaquan's the gay one. Like that's 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 my identity now to a lot of people. Like that's all they subscribe me to. Yeah. is as the gay one. And I said that's nothing I can do about it. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like to, just, just just I don't wanna, I don't want to <laughs> cut it. I don't want to cut it. But just just to make it more familiar. Not to just you, but also the listeners. Well, if he's just a gay one, then take me as the sickler and the drug addict. <laughs> Do that, then. I could give two shits right about now. <laughs> right. So I'm saying, like, I could say this stuff now, and, like, I don't really care. But, like I said, I, did, I, I could not imagine trying to battle that on top of what I was already dealing with. If I was to experience any of that, that probably would have sent me back down to another spiral. So I feel like everything kind of happens for a reason. I said I didn't feel comfortable or said sharing that with you guys, and also too, I don't know how people would react to that. That's why I said I'm living. I'm like I live with my parents and stuff like that. I don't know. Even this could be a could could have been a better situation now than if it was before. Because like now, like I am an adult, I make my own decisions. I, I'm True. doing things on my own. True. But like being underneath their care, and if I was to open up, I don't know how they would have react to it. I mean, I see now like we have a really good relationship. And like nothing's changed in terms of that, but who knows how they would have responded differently if it was something else different. And I know I'm saying that that right, would have right. been the case, but I was not willing to risk that. Right, right, right. And I said, especially just how conversations would happen in our household. Like if the topic came up about gayness, the responses, <laughs> I was like, oh hex. I remember there was one point where I was like, I'm gonna say something. I remember it was it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> I remember I was like, I'm you know, laughing because I, I already know what you go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I came from a college or something like that. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the moment. I was like preparing myself mentally. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the moment. I'm going I'm to I'm tell them. I'm going to tell them. And then I got home and then somebody, like, it is, I feel like this guy was warning. <laughs> like, God be saying, it's not like that. Oh, now. I want to get our parents lawyers so bad, bro. Oh, yeah, so bad. I remember, and I said, the topic just came up because, like, somebody, like, um, a close uh, family friend or whatever, it came out or whatever. And the responses, and I was like, "Oh snap! This guy trying to send me a sign. Like, shut up, Shaquan. Don't say anything." Shaquan was in there like, "I, I see nothing but missiles flying across right. here. There's missiles all across. Like, warning, warning, warning." So, like, okay, this is not the time. And like, I would try to like challenge my parents a little bit because like some of the responses, and I would try to challenge them because I just how I am. Like, especially I think I, mean, I got older. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, try to have those conversations with, like, our parents, like, just with each other. Like, oh, like, you know, what do you guys think about this? Or I learned this. What do you guys think? Like, especially when, when I, actually, when I came vegan, too, I try to, like, you know, I don't try yeah. to preach down to people about anything that I know or learn. I like to like, go and live nope. through my, you know, my experience. Nope. I hope it inspires other people. And I'm always open to have conversations Facts. with people. Facts. But with people closest to me, I do like to, like. I just thought about this. I love you, so I want to share this with you. That's how, like, my ment- mentality is, and I get very passionate and happy about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, when that happened, too, so that was something I'm like, okay, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to talk to them about it. And then the topic came up, and it wasn't related to me, but, like, the topic was, so I'm like, oh, snap, so this is their thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. So, it's like, yeah, I was trying to yeah, challenge yeah. a bit here and there to see, like, you know, how far, and then it was just very clear, like, yeah, there's no point. Shaquan, shut up. Right, Save bro. this for another day. It's it's not going to work out for you. It's like, nigga, you really, you really want to start this fight, fam? <laughs> right. I don't think you're ready to go to war, homie. <laughs> and I can laugh about it now, especially right. since, like said, 
since I, I guess I'll get it to that point, then like yeah. deciding to actually open up to my family and stuff about it. And I know like I made a post when I in what a while ago, like so when I yeah, uh, in a no. in a relationship with my partner who is a guy, <laughs> and I said it was our first year. Um, I made a post about it, but beforehand, uh, a few months before, I did open up at least to my close family about it. Mm-hmm. So I remember I first opened up to you and Sharita about it or whatever. Well, I already, Sharita already knew, but like it was like to you. And at first, I was kind of nervous open yeah. up to you. Come like I knew like okay, you know Mookie. I don't think you have an issue with it, but I'm like I know sometimes like your your thoughts on stuff. You're very strong and passionate about it too. So I'm like you know what? I don't think it'll be issue, but. I'm pretty sure he may be very strong and opinionated on a few things. And then when I did, it was like, okay. Yeah, I remember I remember the only <laughs> question you had. <laughs> I remember like the one thing I do remember in terms of your response was like, oh, so this does this you like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like stereotypical <laughs> or anything like that. But you asked me because <laughs> when I was in college, I was like a part of like these fashion organization stuff or whatever. And yeah. you're like, oh, was that like the reason why? Is that is that like that was? I don't know exactly what you said. I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but now I know I know what you're relating to, because that that like I understood, I understood that you had an interest in fashion. Period. Yeah. Like I had already just got that off rip, and you know you between the similarities between like you and our older cousin is like okay, well. Y'all are well-dressed. and I mean, I can when I feel like it, when I want to. Yeah. Well-dressed individuals. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. I, I rock with it. But then it started going into fashion. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I'm just supporting my brother at this point. Yeah. So when you came out, like, that was my first thought. Because I'm so used to seeing, like, gays or the other communities. Yeah. Like, the main platform, I would say, is probably fashion. Yeah. Like if you look at a gay person, you'd be like, oh, they got they got right, some right, type of fashion right. going on for sure. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is. So I was like, oh man, okay. <laughs> so and is, like, is that like, it? <laughs> right. And like, no, like that's all all gay people or whatever. They do not all this is with fashion. Yeah. It was just like that was always just the interest. I mean, our parents are very like they love to dress up and look yeah. like so that was something I always embodied. But that was remember with you, like that was funny. Like once you made that was like response, my only stereotypical gay question thought whatever but no i think when you made that comment that is like solidified me even more like okay that was nothing for me to even worry about <laughs> so that's like okay so like at that point yeah i was i was good i was like okay now i got my best friends both of them know now i have my siblings they know so like the last thing is like for me it was like i think what was the kicker was like my parents so i'm like this is Boy. where it can like Either make it oh, or like get them on here, bro. Or it, it might set me back. I don't know, but I really had to prepare mentally, and this is something else. Like, um, in terms of like preparing or like trying to understand your identity, and if you wish to share with people, yeah. I'll say there is no perfect timing. There is no right way or wrong way to do it. There is no guidebooks to none of this. Do when you are comfortable. Deal when, like, said I, I will say too, if, if you cancel upon this plan out and just making sure for yourself you are ready to um to share that about that because it's, it's a very personal thing and it says it's not something like straight people have to do nobody straight has to be like oh hey i'm straight it's like because that's that's the norm that's society yeah that's yeah. so like that's the even, default yeah like to be honest like the whole idea of coming out to me is stupid because it puts a lot of pressure on people I to agree. even do it themselves um but it's sometimes at least for me i, I wanted to do it like, i wanted to do it yeah, my, my bad. I, I was gonna say that it's needed sometimes because everything you said up to this point is yeah. pressure build up exactly and inside, exactly. and everything that you said up until this point is is strong enough to actually hold within because you don't know how yeah. somebody is going to respond to it, no matter what portion that is. Exactly, and like you said, you get way too many hands taken away from you. Been mm-hmm. given to you in a situation like this. Yep. So it can be so, understood. So yeah. So for me, it was like a sense. I need to release this pressure valve because if I don't, I am going to blow up. So that's why for me, I needed to do this because I I, I just could not keep it in anymore. Cause like, and also like, if you know me, I am very passionate about my. Thank you for listening and supporting. 
Provoking Dialogue podcast. The story isn't over, folks. The story is not over. Look forward to part two. And you can catch more information at ProvokingDialogue.com and Provoking Dialogue, our Facebook. That is P-R-O-V-O-K-I-N-D-I-A-L-O-G-U-E. You can catch Shaquan at Naturally Shaq on Instagram. And you can catch myself at Remy underscore YFS. That is R-E-M-E underscore YFS. Again, that is R-E-M-E underscore YFS. And just in case you're not sure how to spell Naturally Shaq on Instagram, that is N-A-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y-S-H-A-Q. And you can catch me at Twitter at Remy2Remy. That's R-E-M-Y, the number two, R-E-M-E. Thank you again for your support.